the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Greetings on this Ash Wednesday. Still winter. Still snowing. It's still cold. <laughs> Let's fast forward to April 1, maybe April 15th. That would be even better. better. Yeah. Good to see you, Kath. How are you How are you today? I'm okay. I was Good. wishing Good. that you and I were doing a live remote from uh, Bradenton. Wouldn't that be nice? Wouldn't that be just beautiful? I'm not sure why the Word FM management staff is so reluctant to have us do that. <laughs> and you know what's upsetting is they've been consistent in <laughs> their refusal. These many years. Yeah. I just can't. It's... Yeah. Hey, speaking of that, um, you know what? Uh, pretty soon it's our 10-year anniversary. Yeah, it's coming up next week. Yeah, yeah, we are. 10 years. <laughs> 10 years. But it's not 10 years yet. No, no. Pretty soon, though. No. Just want to put that out there. But not yet. Yeah. Hey, okay. Um, I saw a film uh, on Netflix. It was in it was in uh, first run theaters for a while called Boy Erased, and it was a very compelling story. It was a heartbreaking story. Nicole Kidman and uh, Russell Crowe. Okay. And I forget the young actor who's in it, but he's one of those faces. I go, oh yeah, sure. It was a heartbreaking story about um, conversion therapy. Um, and this is in the news here in the... Uh, okay, so for people who don't know what conversion therapy is. Conversion therapy is if you have, um, whether you are saying you are gay, bisexual, transgendered, whatever, and you are a minor, then your parents can, or at least it's how it used to be, can take you to a place where there is what? And this is where the rub is, counseling or some people would say propaganda. Others would say greatly needed help. Mm-hmm. Conversation about sexual orientation. Now, the problem is, from what I see, is that a lot of the places that offer conversion therapy are not run by psychologists or people who are licensed to do this kind of work. And I don't even know what that is. I think that's where the rub is. So uh, Allegheny County Council is considering a bill Because yesterday, two county council members introduced legislation to ban sexual orientation and gender conversion therapy for those minors. Apparently, there were heated the arguments back and forth. Legislation referred to Council's Health and Human Services Committee after introduction by Council President John DeFazio and Council President Paul Klein. There were also speakers, uh, a man who uh, was going to speak opposing conversion therapy. A guy by the name of uh, Cullen Boyle, he says, I am bisexual. I was raised in a very Christian household, was told my entire life that anything other than being straight was sinful. Fortunately, my parents never found out I was a minor. While I was a minor, many children have to go through this disgusting, evil abuse. 
So as the bill reads, mental health professionals, which include pastors, religious ministers, would prevent me from practicing historical Christianity, said Richard Lang, who is the president or the pastor at Monroeville's Grace Reform Presbyterian Church. And that's where the problem is. Yeah, no kidding. Right? No kidding. Where you you have pastors who are preaching historical, traditional Christianity, and now in some ways you could be held liable or face a lawsuit. Right. It's, it's such a it's, it's very complex. It's a hard question and I want to be respectful as I talk about it because I think oftentimes people aren't. But but I I still think it's important to say the truth of it, which is that nobody parents their kids perfectly. And Allowing the state to interfere with what parents do with their kids is a recipe for absolute disaster. Right. It's a recipe for uh, for despots to take over the minds of kids. I mean, we've it's not like that's some kind of strange sci-fi movie. We watch that happen in countries around the world historically. Right. At the same time, you don't want to see children abused, right? And I'm sure that this could be ripe for that. But uh, also, when you look at the transgender movement that is sweeping across the country where minors are allowed to physically alter their body through surgery. Right. I mean, there was a, an article in the PG last week about a, a young woman who underwent conversion therapy mm-hmm. and removed her breasts and is swimming now for Bethel Park as a young man. Now, I, I think a lot of people would argue that's child abuse. No kidding. Right? So... It's a really odd place in American culture where we love our children and want to do right for them, but what? How do you regulate something like this? Well, the state shouldn't be regulating that, in my opinion. The state shouldn't be regulating that. Well, those who are in favor of regulating this would say something has to be done because any any anybody who has an axe to grind or an agenda – can go in and operate this place and do so to the detriment okay. of those right. who come in. All right. So, but so the state is pure? No, not at all. Well, then how can so all, all I'm saying is that these are complicated issues that have to do with morality. And I don't think the state is our best arbiter. But isn't there Not not all of the time. I think some of the time the state is not our best arbiter. But as far as mental health is concerned, there has to be some sort of standard and a, a How are you going to arrive at that standard? There's no way that these two the, these two perspectives can be can be codified in any way that satisfies both both perspectives. But There's don't you no think way. that as someone enters into this that there has to be a mental a licensed mental health professional yeah, that would be good. on staff? Okay, yeah, but wait a minute. Well, okay, I don't have so any problem I, with that. Okay, so if I go to a therapist, I don't double check to make sure my therapist is licensed by the state. No, but you're assuming that you're going in to see a licensed therapist and you could ask for that license. Okay, well what but here's the thing. Are all of your are all the therapists you've been to in your life are they licensed or do you even know? Now there's a difference. So if you go see a a doctor Right, you'll see the doctors. Like a medical doctor? No, a. I mean, there's a difference between a psychotherapist and a therapist, isn't there? 
Well, if you're well, there's a difference between being a psychologist. That's that would be, as I understand it, a PhD in a psychology, psychology and a psychiatrist who has a medical degree right. and has done a residency and a therapist. But a, even, even if you have, but a, a therapist isn't regulated. I don't know about that. I've been to a therapist who was never never regulated. regulated? No. You, you, you don't have to have any credentials no. at all. No, what you can just open yes. up, open up shop. Yes, but isn't that like a life coach? How do you, yes. Do they have to be regulated? No, they no, don't have to no, be regulated. No, you, you don't have to be. No, none of these people have to be regulated. If you choose to go to somebody, that's your choice. You can choose to go to someone who is licensed, but you don't have to. Okay, well, the problem is, though, that maybe the the kid who is identifying as whatever, LGBTQ, he may he or she may not want to go to that place, but because they're a minor, they're being forced by their parents, but then to whom? For- I know, but here, here's the thing. I don't know what to say about that because if the state has already decided what the moral choice is and the state has decided, at least the the uh, these voices in the city council, uh, John DeFazio – Allegheny County Council. Allegheny County Council, pardon me. John DeFazio and Paul Klein yep. have both decided that being gay is a, a moral choice, is a is – a, is a good moral choice and being transgendered. It says here, let's see, mental uh, sexual orientation or gender identity or expression. Okay, yes. so they are in favor of a child being able to decide their own sexual orientation, their own gender identity, or their own gender expression. Right, which okay, is the so norm that, now in society. So there's, but it's not the norm in society. It's the norm you, of the loudest voices in society. It is not the norm in society. Look, Kath, every day you read about this, you Those see this. Those are the loudest voices. If you asked, if you did a survey in Allegheny County of exactly what normal people believe, I bet it's not the same thing. I wonder about that. I bet it's not. If they believe All I'm what? saying, if they if they believe that children ought to be able to choose their, I'm reading this from the Post Gazette article by Christopher Huffaker. If they if the if the regular average person in Allegheny County believes that children should be able to determine their own sexual orientation, their own gender identity, or their own gender but expression. But look, that article in last week's Post Gazette about that young woman who transitioned, she had her breasts removed and is now swimming for the men's okay. the, the boys. Right, I, I know that I know that and, story. And, and that story was lauded lauded as, you know, By congratulations. How many people to everyone, yay. do not think that's a good idea but are afraid to say anything? Well the article showed the swim team holding up that young Great. girl's hands as though she was the hero. I do not believe that that is the majority opinion in Allegheny County. I, I could be wrong. I don't know. I, I could, could be, be wrong. wrong. I don't, it doesn't matter whether it is the majority opinion or not. I'm just standing by someone's opinion, someone's ability and constitutional right to have their own opinion on something. I get that. So if someone, if, if there is a parent who believes that children, or if there is a pastor, a therapist, a psychotherapist, a psychiatrist, we had the president of the American yes, Pediatric, Pediatric Association. Association on our show who for an entire hour who said that people who are pushing kids into being able to choose their own gender identity at the age of five or nine or 13 is child abuse. Yes. Okay. And I agree. She runs the whole nationwide organization. Okay. Does she not have a right to her own opinion? Yes, of course. Well, so they're saying that she doesn't. They're saying if she lives in Allegheny County, then if she has a kid or a patient, then she has to sign on and say this kid has the ability to choose their own sexual orientation, their own gender identity, or their own gender expression. All I'm saying is someone has to stand up and say people have the right to make different choices that you might not agree with. 
I would think, though, I would hope that if you would put your child in this situation, that there had to be some yes, standard. I would agree. Some medical I, well, I would agree that certificate. You, I would agree. Well, see, I don't even care. I don't even care about the medical certificate necessarily as much as I care that the person doing it is actually working in the best interest of the child. Because you don't, you get, you would get people who are yes, out of I their know, minds and, and wackadoodles and crazy and dangerous. I know, but I think we do ourselves a disservice by assuming that that's the majority of of people who would be involved in psychotherapy uh, for children. Yes. We can't assume sure that the majority that. Of, of pediatric psychotherapists are just crazy, insane people who just want to conform children to their own unbelievably narrow opinion of the world. I just don't believe that. I agree. Okay. But you know, you know, you know we're, we're the outliers here. You we, know that. We are the outliers because we are not the loudest voice. I am not convinced that the country is lining up opinion wise based on who's speaking loudest i wonder i, I have no we have there's no, no data way, to there's support no way that to know. pro I'm or just con. saying i wonder i'm you know does pew do something where they would do a you know research study on right. this and you know and i want kids to be cared for i absolutely want kids to be cared for but i am just at heart suspect when governments decide what is the best thing for a kid yeah now Look, there are horrible parents in the world, and there are horrible doctors in the world, and there are horrible therapists in the world. I get that. But there has to be a point where a parent is able to say, look, I want to help you, and I have a particular view on this, and this is how this is what I think is health and life for you. Right. I mean, how would you feel if you wanted to counsel your kid to not have sex before marriage, and someone from county council said that you weren't allowed to do that? Well, you can do that in the living room, but you know you can't do you know you couldn't do that in a group setting, right? Why not? Well, apparently that's what the count that's what the county council saying. So that's why I'm saying this is a horrible idea. Yeah. It's a horrible idea. I don't want county council telling me that I can't have some, I don't know, some pastor from some church have a meeting with kids and say, you know what? It's really, trust me when I tell you, you're better off if you don't have sex until you're married. I would imagine that that movie that I referenced at the beginning of our conversation here, Boy Erased, probably is the narrative for a lot of this. And he, that's a valid story to hear. Yes. I'm not saying we shouldn't hear the it. I'm not there. saying that it's not true. I'm just saying I don't know if it's normative. Yeah. That's a good question. What is – so that, that, that's the problem, isn't it? What is normative? What is normative? Because what used to be normative is not what is normative now. And, and we have to be able to tolerate different opinions. We have to be able to tolerate people who choose to do something that's different than allowed. we think is the right you, thing. You know that's not allowed Listen, now. we have to stand up and say it that's is allowed. allowed. Look, this we have a constitution that allows a freedom By of people speech. speaking out and saying, you know, LGBTQ um, – I'm not so sure that, you know, that that's good for people say love is love. If you want to ma- be married, that. that's great. Right. And you have and the person has every right to say that. All I'm saying is someone else has a right to say the the alternative because we live in America. But no, that's not that. That's gone away. It's not because gone away. By it's saying gone that away. we it's, are haters and no, bigots. OK, but it's not gone away. It still exists. It's just that people don't acknowledge that this is the country we live in. And so it has to exist. If we're not going to to stand up and champion the rights of someone even we disagree with, their right to speak up and say what they think, then we, why are we living here? Look, I get what you're saying, but you know what's happened. So that, that, but, that, what, that so ship just, has what, sailed. So, what, so we're just going to we're just going to lay down. Just going to let it happen. It doesn't matter. It's already happened. It's already gone. That battle is over. Okay. Well, if I was was a parent 
who had a kid who was in a circumstance like this, I'm not saying I would sign them up for conversion therapy. I'm saying I wouldn't know what to do. I would like to have options. And such as it is. We'll take a break. Come back. We've got uh, a lot more on the agenda here today. Uh, Reverend Eric Andre is with us on this on this Ash Wednesday edition of The Ride Home. 101.5 WORD. With more fun for your family. Always fun. It's Word FM Family Skate Night at Neville Roller Drone. It's really fun. We're taking over the roller rink and bringing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music along for you to skate to. My whole family loves it. My kids love it. Isn't it great? We'll have great prize giveaways, too. Bring your roller skates if you've got them or rent a pair there. It's fun for your church group, youth organization, or your whole family. The kids love it, and so do we. Word FM Skate Night at Neville Roller Drone, Neville Island, later tonight from 6.30 till 9. Let's go have fun. Get details and directions at wordfm.com slash skate. This Easter, celebrate the life of Christ as you break bread with family and friends and leave the cooking to Bistro to Go on the North Side with simply delicious gourmet creations sure to make your event memorable. Like brown sugar baked ham with pineapple sauce, maple glazed turkey with gravy, Bistro Pecan Sweet Potato Casserole, whole chocolate mousse cake, and so much more for intimate gatherings to grand events, all reasonably priced for pickup and ready to serve. Order now at bistroandcompany.com. My dad, a hard-working, regular blue-collar guy, a Korean war vet, a Pittsburgher, a Ginzer. He married, raised a family, and gave over 20 years of his life to one company, and that company filed for bankruptcy. I watched my mom and dad struggle at a late age, and it was tough, but they made it. For almost 30 years now, I, and now Ethan, have helped all the people that God entrusted to our management, putting together retirement blueprints, personalized, customized solutions that help people retire with confidence, clarity, and independence, the way I wish that would have happened for my parents. I'm Kurt Kenotic. My company, Accurate Solutions Group, would love to help you. It's never too late. It's never too early. Just call 412-515-3555. 412-515-3555 or visit ASGretire.com. Investment advisory services offered through ASG Investment Management, LLC. Share, like, comment, tweet. Are these foreign terms to your business? They may not be to your competition and the reason you're losing sales. We're Salem Surround. We take the mystery of digital marketing off your shoulders, letting you run your business while we deliver customers. We offer a free analysis of your digital marketing effectiveness and suggest methods that could dramatically increase your sales. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for the only $5 meal worthy of your appetite? Wendy's Giant Junior Bacon Cheeseburger Meal. Our classic Junior Bacon Bacon cheeseburger is now bigger. With double the fresh, never frozen beef and double the applewood smoked bacon, there's nothing junior about it except the price. Wendy's giant junior bacon cheeseburger meal comes with nuggets, fries, and a drink for just $5. Get the $5 giant junior bacon cheeseburger meal at Wendy's. Giant meal, junior price. And participating Wendy's for a limited time. Fresh beef available in the contiguous U.S., Alaska, and Canada. Observing Ash Wednesday. First day of Lent for the 2019 season, and we're happy to have the Reverend Eric Andre with us. Eric is a campus pastor at Lutheran Student Fellowship and at First Trinity Church in the Shadyside area of Pittsburgh. He's also a contributor to the Treasury of Daily Prayer and the College Companion Blessings and Prayers. Eric, welcome in. 
Hey, Kathy, good to be with you and John today. Thank you, Eric. Hey, okay, so here we are at Ash Wednesday. Of course, this is a very important uh, day on your church calendar. Talk to us about the Lenten season and the importance of prayer throughout this season. Yeah, I mean, there's several different aspects of Lent uh, that are, you know, highlighted and emphasized, uh, but it, it's, an, it's a season to be more intentional uh, about prayer. Obviously, we pray throughout the year as Christians and as the Church, but Lent becomes kind of a season for the renewal of that prayer life and, you know, extra additional Church services and also to, to uh, you know, to reemphasize and maybe recapture for some of us a uh, daily rhythm of personal and family prayers and devotions, and uh, I think that's essential to, to celebrating the season the right way. Mm-hmm. So our temptation as uh, people who are busy, who are working hard, who are just American, <laughs> is that we, we, the only investment we put into Lent is that we, you know, don't eat meat on Friday, or we don't eat right. dessert, or we skip, you know, black licorice for six weeks. <laughs> Right, right. Like we we give up something, right. uh, and and sometimes often give up something that we should be giving up anyway. Anyway, you know? right. So my my eight year old daughter says that she's giving up arguing for Lent. Oh, and you said <laughs> good. I've been hoping for that for years. Yeah. So so I assume that as soon as Easter comes around, she'll be arguing again. But uh, you know, but but yeah. I mean, uh, I think that, uh, and it's certainly a fine practice to 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 fast from something, whether it's food or a certain activity. Uh, it focuses, it kind of re-sharpens and refocuses our mind and body on the fact that there's really only one thing needful, and it's not our smartphone, it's not Netflix, it's not, it's not even, it's not even, you know, three square meals. The one thing needful is the Word of God, and that brings us to prayer because I think, you know, if we if we give, I think we all probably, you know, 99% of the listeners out there right now are like, well, I know what prayer is, and I know what the definition of prayer is, but I think oftentimes we actually in a sense, define it wrongly, or define wrongly the starting point of prayer. Because I think we think of prayer as our speech. Uh, this is our part of the deal, our part of the conversation. But really, prayer begins with listening. Uh, prayer begins with God's Word. Prayer begins with hearing God's Word. And, and if we think about it, that, that really makes a lot of sense, because that's the way it is in interpersonal conversation, or at least should be. Uh, if we are effective communicators, conversationalists, if we are good friends, if we are uh, you know, good in our families in terms of conversation, we should be, as James says, uh, slow to speak and eager to listen. And so, so prayer begins really, yes, it's a conversation with God. It's a dialogue with God. Uh, but that should only be understood in the sense that God has the first word, and, and I would also say the last word. But God has the first word, and that, that means, I think, we should be intentional about hearing the word read and preached in, in worship, and that informs and flows into our personal and daily devotions and prayer life. And in those uh, moments and in those times that we uh, pray to God, the word also informs what we pray, how we pray. That doesn't necessarily mean that, you know... Because we should pray at any time or in any place. It, it, it's good to have, so to speak, random prayer straight from the heart at any given moment. Uh, we, we all do that, and we all should do that, and that's a blessing. Yes, but Eric, assuming that we are all prayers or people invested or hoping to focus on prayer, how is Lenten prayer different than the rest of the church year prayer? That's a good question, John. I mean, I think in some ways Lent as a season, uh, and thus our prayer life during that season, focuses even more on 
self-denial. It leads up to a focus, especially towards the end of Lent, but even throughout Lent, on on the sufferings and death of Christ and what he did for us. So we see there the, the ultimate in self-denial. Uh, and so we also uh, follow the one who took up his cross. We follow him who says, take up your cross and follow me. So Lenten prayer maybe helps us to recapture the spirit of prayer, which should not simply be self-focused and I want mm-hmm. this and I need this, uh, or but rather focused on the needs of, of the greater community around us, uh, focused on the needs of the church, focused on thanksgiving to God for what he already gives us. Uh, and so I think Lenten prayer, and really prayer throughout the year, but Lent helps us do that. It draws us out of ourselves. Uh, and I think that's where the church's prayers, the scriptural prayers, uh, you know, the Lord's prayer, of course, is really the model prayer here, and the one we can use it, uh, and not only word for word, but also to model our prayers. The Psalms, the various canticles of, of the scripture, like Mary's song, the Magnificat, Simeon's song, the Nunc Dimittis, um, but the church's prayers, too, the collects and prayers of the church can kind of draw us out of, you know, just, I'm not seven years old anymore, but it's still that temptation to pray for that, you know, that red shiny bike yes. uh, and whatever form it takes uh, just for ourselves. And so Lenten prayer is communal. Uh, it's looking outward. It's, it's, it's a form of self-denial and complete dependence on God uh, is really what prayer is. So it really should draw us out of ourselves. Reverend Eric Andre is with us, campus pastor, Lutheran Student Fellowship, and a First Trinity Church in the Shadyside neighborhood of Pittsburgh. Eric, what do you have to say to people who grew up in a similar circumstance or denomination as I did, where Lent really didn't mean a whole lot? I mean, Lent was something that Catholics celebrated when I was right. a kid. That's just the way it was. I mean, we didn't give anything up. We didn't have any. I mean, we, we probably had a different colored vestments in our church service on Sunday, but, but nobody no connection. and nobody ever explained what they were, and so we didn't notice. Right, right. Well, I think you know, and I recognize that many of the listeners out there maybe aren't attending churches that follow a, a cycle of the church year uh, to the extent maybe Lutheran, Anglicans, Roman Catholics, Eastern Orthodox do. But actually, we do all follow we as Christians and just we as human beings all follow various cycles of time. I mean, all Christians celebrate. Easter and Christmas at certain times, and, 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 they, and they take there's certain preparations and certain ways in which we celebrate them once the festivals come and then continues. And really, the other aspects, the other festivals and seasons of the church here are just extensions of that. They're really completely built around especially those two. You know, you could add Epiphany in there and Pentecost, but Easter and Christmas, in a sense, were always either leading up to or coming out one of one or the other. And so what Lent does is just help us do that. You know, just like the rhythms of the day of, of, of sleeping and waking and mealtime and time with families and certain schedules, we all live, all of us live by certain schedules. You know, I'm, my wife is Mexican. They're not as a time-oriented culture as my Swedish background is. But nonetheless, we still all live to some extent by certain schedules, and we need that. We need that rhythm and structure. And so really what Lent does is just help us along the way in that, whether yes. it's, again, additional prayer services, uh, like like a lot of Lutheran churches have additional services on Wednesday evening for that, or devotional aids, booklets that are put out, or aid in understanding what, what fasting is and how that's beneficial spiritually uh, in terms of giving certain things up. Uh, it's really just helping us live in the rhythm of the life of Christ through the church here and helping us live in the rhythm of the human created life that the Creator has given us already. Yes, and so as this Ash Wednesday moves forward, Pastor Andre, uh, I'm sure at some point throughout the day you were part of the uh, the um, what the ritual of putting ashes on believers' heads, their foreheads. Can yeah. you tell, tell us about that. 
Yeah, I was uh, I was at CMU and Pitt on campus this morning, uh, providing imposition of ashes to anyone who wanted to stop by our table. So we had about 65, 75 people, nice. students mostly, uh, some faculty and staff as well. We have a service tonight here at First Trinity at 7 p.m. that includes uh, the imposition of ashes, and, and it's and it's an optional in the Lutheran Church. It's an optional uh, thing that if this helps you in your in your practice and your spiritual practice and piety, then then you're welcome to receive it. Most people do. Most people come up, and you know ashes. From, from, from biblical times have been a sign of mortality, a sign of grief and mourning. And what we are acknowledging is it's, it's a form of confession, a confession of sin, uh, sin that brings mortality. The wages of sin is death. So we're acknowledging, I think, in a healthy, spiritually healthy way, we are finite, we are limited, we are mortal, we are sinners. But Ash Wednesday is not the last word of Lent. It leads up to the atonement, the death, and ultimately, of course, it transitions into Easter and the resurrection. So Ash Wednesday and its emphasis on mortality and confession of sin finds its echo, its answer at the end of Lent and the beginning of Easter with forgiveness uh, and, and Christ's resurrection conquering that death and that sin. Very nice. Well, Pastor Andre, we thank you so much. It's always good to connect with you and uh, to honor your work as the uh, campus pastor for Lutheran Student Fellowship, also at First Trinity Church in Shadyside. So 7 o'clock this evening at First Trinity Church in Shadyside, a, uh, an, a, a service will be uh, working through for Ash Wednesday. Pastor Eric Andre, he is also a contributor to Treasury of Daily Prayer, the College Companion, and Prayers, both from Concordia Publishing House. Take a break, come back. we got lots more ahead, this uh, Ash Wednesday edition of The Ride Home with John and Kathy. It's so nice now that the kids are asleep. Cheers. We got the kids, our house, a stable income. Checking off all the boxes. But there's one box we haven't checked off. What's that? Life insurance. We don't need to think about that now. We're young. That's why now is the best time. Life insurance gets more expensive the older you get. But I don't have time to do a blood test. It's such a hassle to meet with someone just to get a quote. Not with Ethos. Ethos? It's a modern kind of life insurance. You just answer four quick questions at GetEthos.com and get a free instant quote. No pushy salespeople. And no medical exams required for policies covering under a million dollars. You can apply online in just 10 minutes. 10 minutes? Let's do it. Hmm. But then what will we do for the rest of the night? I'm sure we can think of something. (laughs) Get your free instant quote and submit your complete application in minutes. Just go to GetEthos.com. That's E-T-H-O-S. GetEthos.com. GetEthos.com. Looking for a challenging hands-on education? One that fosters curiosity, builds confidence, and cultivates a biblical worldview? Look closer at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon. Jubilee nurtures young minds through an award-winning integrated curriculum, monthly educational field trips, and special programs like art, Kathy's music, drama, snapology, and more. An affordable education with generous financial aid. Jubilee Christian School. Imagine. Believe. Achieve at jubileecs.org. 
Elevate your leadership game at the L3 One Day Conference, a day to grow your leadership, your network, your future. 9 to 4, Friday, March 15th at the Marriott Pittsburgh North and Cranberry. Join L3 leadership founder Doug Smith, Heffron Tillotson's Kim Fleming, the Pittsburgh Promises Celine Gabriel, and a panel of expert guests who will inspire and train you and your team to reach your maximum potential. The L3 One Day Conference, Friday, March 15th. Register while you can at L3OneDay.com. Simon Sound Theaters presents the greatest rescue story of all time. Who exactly is he? He's a miracle worker, a healer, a prophet. This Jesus is a rebel. Everything Jesus does points to love. The original stage production is returning for one last encore season. He is alive in us, and he can live in you too. Jesus, live on stage at Sight and Sound Theaters in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Beat symptoms to the punch this winter with convenient walk-in care from MedExpress. With everything from strep tests to flu shots, treatment for fevers, viruses, and more, MedExpress is here to help you stay ahead of sick. Some clouds for tonight and quite cold with a snow shower in the area later on tonight below 14. Tomorrow, intervals of clouds and sun, high 31. Becoming cloudy tomorrow night, low 19. Then cloudy skies for Friday with a little snow or some flurries, but little to no accumulation expected. High Friday, 37 degrees. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. Hey, uh, Roberto Clemente is back in the news. Of course, uh, you're a Pittsburgher for any length of time. You know that on New Year's Eve in 1972, a cargo plane that was chartered by Roberto Clemente, the Pittsburgh Pirate Great, carrying relief supplies to survivors of an earthquake in Managua, Nicaragua, crashed off the coast of Puerto Rico, killing Roberto and four others. 46 years since that crash, wow. Nicaragua and Puerto Rico have been indelibly linked by Clemente's legacy and their love of baseball. Now, an upcoming series between Puerto Rico and Nicaragua uh, in Managua has led to a dispute over Clemente's legacy and his liking likeness with political overtones. Event organizers continue to invoke Clemente's name to promote the series and sell merchandise, despite Roberto's family's plea to postpone the games what? because of safety concerns uh. amid Nicaragua's humanitarian crisis. Uh, this is uh, set to work March 15th through the 17th. Of course, it all... Uh, revolves around the president of Nicaragua, Daniel Ortega, who approved a social security reform. Protesters swarmed the streets. People were murdered. Uh, Ortega's been in power for 12 years, and there's been a government crackdown. Protests have left hundreds of dead, thousands wounded. The Clemente families is saying, we're trying to stay out, out of the politics. Luis Clemente, one of Roberto's sons, said that he does not want to wade into the politics of the situation. But he is upset how the two baseball federations from Puerto Rico and Nicaragua have handled matters the past month. Both sides continue to use Roberto's likeness Mm. to promote the series on social media. They're also making money on T-shirts and whatnot. The family owns the licensing rights. They just said, Luis Clemente says uh, this. I'm reading this article from today's PG written by Stephen Nesbitt. And uh, Luis Clemente says, this time around, I just feel that we as a family are not a factor. We're not a part of anything here. Apparently, our opinion doesn't count. It's kind of mind-boggling that they would Uh, do it in this way and not include us on our opinion or participation. Isn't it sad to imagine a situation where your loved one kind of 
belongs to the world. Yes, does belong to the world, and you. But but you're but you're the kid or the grandkid, and you think. But no, wait, you don't. You didn't know him, right? And so people are free to interpret that any way. You can't. Uh, man, I'm on the side of the family 100. I mean, I mean, it doesn't matter what you're trying to do. You can't. You can't trespass on what a family's decided to do no. with the likeness of their loved one, even for someone who is as universally beloved in multiple countries as Roberto. Yeah. How about the um, the mural on the north side? I love it. Don't you love that so much? I drive past that all the time. Every yeah. single day, I drive past it. I love it. So well done. Every time I look at it, I think they didn't just capture him. They captured the era. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's retro, but also modern at the same it? time. I don't. It's wonderful. It's really wonderful. It's on a small building right on the the edge of the north side. Right, but right if, you're, right, if you're coming down, um, if you're driving north from the Veterans Bridge, you can't miss it. Right. Look, I remember New Year's Eve 1972 like it was yesterday. Mm-hmm. It blew me, it literally blew me out of the water. I remember crying hard thinking about Roberta. And how old were you? Uh, I was 13. Oh. Yeah. Gosh, that must In love with the guy, you know, yeah. And so, I mean, his legacy continues on. And, you know, the, the Clem- Vera Clemente has been picked apart by people who, you know, stole from her. And, you know, she had she learned the hard way not to trust. And now, even 46 years later, she's being, you know, sort of torn apart here over this ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's where you are. Hey, uh, listen, our, our Casting Crowns concert, uh, our, our, um, our contest there. Yeah, so we have a uh, pair of front row s- seats that are also mixed with two backstage passes. Nice. And we talked about it yesterday on the air, and we opened up our uh, email bag. And we said, hey, if you want these tickets, we want to know why. Do you love Casting Crowns? Do you have an experience with one of their songs? Do you have someone you think would really benefit from it? We just want to hear from you. We've heard from a lot of people in we the sure last 24 have. hours. So about an hour from now, around 530, we're going to announce the winner of those two tickets. To be fair, we, we wish you had 100 tickets we sure for the do. front row. Especially after reading these stories. So many beautiful, heartbreaking, lovely stories. Uh, you want to include the mix? Uh, what, 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 the, our email address uh, for the uh, for the contest contests Mike. contests right that's plural contests at john and kathy show dot com very good that's contests the plural at john and kathy show dot com but we need your entry by five o'clock yeah if and it the, comes after five it can't be considered so you got uh, twenty minutes the show is Saturday night we'll be there yeah we'll be there we'll be emceeing the event looking forward to it yeah I'm sure people are going to be coming just to see us no 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 it's fun we're like the um we're like that little bit of parsley. That comes on the edge of the plate. Right. You know, when you order something, nobody really asks for that. But there it is. It just comes. You know, it's a little exclamation point. It's not really an exclamation point. The John and Kathy Show with Parsley will continue. 101.5 WORD. For generations, the rich language and gorgeous imagery in the Song of Solomon have inspired poets and songwriters alike. But beyond the human fairy tale, there's a deeper, more significant meaning. It's a story of a saving relationship between Jesus and you and me. Find out more when you hop aboard the Bible bus this week as we conclude Dr. McGee's beloved study in this magnificent section of God's Word. Through the Bible, this evening at 9 p.m. on 101.5 WORD. Jen had a very busy day today. Really busy. First, she dropped her kids off at daycare. Then she had a few minutes before yoga class for a coffee. Small latte, please. And then she saved a few lives. 
Nurse, two units O negative. One, an injured child. Another, a cardiac patient. And then, a premature baby. All because Jen logged on to bloodsciencefoundation.org and made a financial donation. There, done. You see, local blood donors provide only about half of what is needed to treat patients. The other half has to be purchased and relies on financial donations from people like you and Jen. Ooh, cake pops. So, what have you done today? To make a financial donation that saves lives, visit bloodsciencefoundation.org. Blood Science Foundation, giving from the heart. Tired of working for everyone else? With Vanguard Cleaning Systems of Pittsburgh, you can be your own boss and own your own business. It's a common dream that too often goes unrealized. As owner of your own commercial cleaning franchise, you can finally take control of your future. Vanguard Cleaning Systems offers you a turnkey opportunity that takes you through everything step by step, from the initial setup, marketing, and even providing you with new customers. Even if you have no experience, Vanguard will equip you to succeed at your own pace. Vanguard's expertise is why they're consistently ranked as a top franchise in Entrepreneur Magazine. Isn't it time you stopped working for everyone else? Discover the daily joy of being your own boss. All it takes is an initial upfront investment as low as $5,000 that will quickly pay for itself with Vanguard's proven model of success. To start your own janitorial business or expand your current one, call Vanguard Cleaning Systems of Western PA, 724-870-4120. Join Pittsburgh Theological Seminary for their annual Albright Deering Lecture with theologian Junius B. Dotson on Thursday, March 21st. Reverend Dotson's lecture, titled Engaging Your Community, will begin at 10 a.m., followed by a chapel service and community lunch. All are welcome to attend these free events. Registration is required to attend the luncheon. Learn more at pts.edu. That's pts.edu. Compassion International presents Casting Crowns Only Jesus Tour. With very special guest, Zach Williams and Austin French. Casting Crowns. Performing songs from their brand new album, Only Jesus, along with many of your favorite Casting Crowns hits. Casting Crowns Only Jesus Tour. With very special guests, Zach Williams and Austin French. Live at PPG Paints Arena, 7 p.m. Saturday, March 9th. Less than 2,000 seats remain at ppgpaintsarena.com. I saw some good news today, and I think this is a real step in the right direction. Uh, Compulsory age ID checks will be introduced on online pornography starting next month in the United Kingdom. What? With sites having to comply or else they will face a ban. Wow, how does that work? Yeah, what a great idea. The government announced the move late in 2017 in a bid to protect children under 18 years old. Uh, Digital Minister Matt Hancock signed the commencement order for the Digital Economy Act, which is what they're calling it. Yeah. Uh, Quote, it's taken longer than I would have liked, but I'd balance that with the confidence that we finally got it right. That says that was said by Margot James, the Department for Digital, Culture, Media and Sport in the UK. Um, she was talking about why it was such a lengthy delay from the point that they proposed it to the point that it actually is going to come into effect. MindGeek, which is the biggest online online porn company in the world, has introduced its own age verification services. It owns a bunch of other streaming sites that I refuse to name. Um, the company uh, expects to sign up, and here's the sad part, between 20 
to 25 million UK users as soon as this goes into effect. Holy smokes. Yeah. I would imagine, I'm, I'm really curious about this, about the legal hurdles they had to go through. Yeah, I don't know. And they don't really talk about the legal hur- hurdles, but they do say that an age check requirement applies to any website or other online platform that provides pornography on a commercial basis to people in the United Kingdom. Excellent. Well, goodness. Right. I Thank know. goodness for Regular- the UK. Regulators are going to be able to block porn websites if they fail to show that they're denying access to people under 18 years old, and they will face fines of up to $250,000 or being blocked by UK internet service providers if they don't comply. Outstanding. So, okay. I mean, look, I wish I wish that there was no online pornography. Zero. None. Oh, absolutely none, because I think it absolutely is changing us and ruining us as human beings. It's corroded the soul. However, I'll take a step forward, and I think this is one. Uh, no doubt about it. Okay, so if the UK is doing it, uh, why can't we do it as well? Um, but you were talking about Bali. Oh, Bali. How about this? this some people, uh, people's traditions are so beautiful sometimes. Okay, so uh, Bali's airport. Wouldn't it be nice to be in Bali? First, yeah. first Wait, can we all. just first pause for all. a minute and think about Bali's airport? Bali high. I mean, oh. It's well, just, is that from South Pacific? I think it is, yeah. Okay. So Bali's airport will close for 24 hours. The internet in Bali will be turned off. Streets will be emptied as the predominantly Hindu island in Indonesia observes its New Year's with an annual day of silence. Nepi begins at 6 a.m. Thursday, clearing beaches and all public spaces of people except for special patrols to ensure that silence is observed. For the second year, Phone companies will turn off all mobile internet on the island, home to more than 4 million people. Balinese will stay indoor, covering windows and keeping lights off for the day of reflection that is the most sacred in the Balinese Hinduism. Quote, a day of silence to mark the Balinese calendar, New Year's Eve, New Year for us, is an opportunity to restart life with a pure heart, says Wanangata, a hotel manager in Kuta, one of the island's tourist hotspots. For me, the ritual of observing thoughts while meditating is the essence I get the opportunity to evaluate my achievement for the past year and rearrange the plan of my life for next year. The night before, Napia is celebrated with noisy Uga Uga processions of giant scary figures Uga Uga. symbolizing evil spirits. Okay. During Nepia, any tourist on the island has to stay in their hotels. TV and radio broadcasts also stop. All right, let me ask you a question. Yeah. First of all, I think that's a beautiful it's incredible. tradition that they follow, and I love it, and yeah. I wish we did it. The second thing is if you, as an American, were in Bali during that, yeah. would that make you angry? No, I, I mean, Would when you, in Rome, do as the Romans do. Right. And I think... Because it's, it's a Hindu place. Right. You right? have to honor the place where you are. Okay, here's my question. Why are we so bent in our country right now on erasing the fact that historically this has been a Judeo-Christian country? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying everybody in it has been a Jew or a Christian or right. practicing. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying historically speaking, it's been a Judeo-Christian country. Why is it that... We have to run away from that, and we have to say, "Oh no, no, we're open to everybody." It doesn't mean, no, no, no. This is not. We're not really Christian. No, we're not really Jewish. It doesn't really matter. You can be whatever you want. Well, look, if I'm going to go to Bali and that, that nothing happens on that day, I'm just going to have to live with it because that's what they do there. Right. And I'm going to have to, even if I don't believe that, I'm going to have to find a way to sit in that and respect that, and just say, "Okay, these people are different than me." 
I get it. But that, for I'm some for reason, it. now in America, that can't happen? No, no. I'm not saying everyone has That's to practice. Gone. I'm not saying everyone has to buy in. I'm just saying as a mark of history – is it not okay to say that's what we do here? Again, this is always my, my question, what about the lawsuits? Because you know sooner or later. And if you were one of the people who went to Bali and processed a lawsuit, you're going to sue Bali, I would say, you know what, John? You're a jerk. <laughs> I'm not saying I'm going to do that. I'm just saying if you were. <laughs> that's right. what I would say. Thank you so much. Take a quick break. Come back. We got lots more ahead. It's the uh, the ride home. Um, National we, Oreo Day. Who doesn't love an Oreo? I'm celebrating it right after the commercial break. The thin Oreo, please. The latest, greatest. <laughs> thin oh Oreo. yeah, yeah, yeah. This Easter, celebrate the life of Christ as you break bread with family and friends and leave the cooking to Bistro to Go on the North Side with simply delicious gourmet creations sure to make your event memorable. Like brown sugar baked ham with pineapple sauce, maple glazed turkey with gravy, Bistro Pecan sweet potato casserole, whole chocolate mousse cake, and so much more for intimate gatherings to grand events. All reasonably priced for pickup and ready to serve. Order now at bistroandcompany.com. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville has everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to winter grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Remedy, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bed liners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. Call the Extreme Team now at 412-257-1006 or visit ExtremeTruck.net. 412-257-1006, ExtremeTruck.net. Jen had a very busy day today. Really busy. First, she dropped her kids off at daycare. Then she had a few minutes before yoga class for a coffee. Small latte, please. And then she saved a few lives. Nurse, two units, no name. One, an injured child. Another, a cardiac patient. And then, a premature baby. All because Jen logged on to bloodsciencefoundation.org and made a financial donation. There, done. You see, local blood donors provide only about half of what is needed to treat patients. The other half has to be purchased and relies on financial donations from people like you and Jen. Ooh, cake pops. So, what have you done today? To make a financial donation that saves lives, visit bloodsciencefoundation.org. Blood Science Foundation, giving from the heart. Robinson Township Christian School celebrates a 40-year legacy of producing college-bound, lifelong learners whose lives are marked by wisdom, knowledge, and a compassion for others. At the airport area's only K-12 classical Christian school, students grow to love learning, think deeply, and communicate effectively from a biblical foundation. Robinson Township Christian School, now enrolling preschool through 12th grade at rtcsonline.org. World Vision presents Big Daddy Weave's Alive Tour. Join Big Daddy Weave in concert as we celebrate coming to life in Christ. The Alive Tour with Big Daddy Weave. Details at BigDaddyWeave.com. Big Daddy Weave, live at Geneva College Metheny Fieldhouse, March 22nd. Tickets and info at TransparentProductions.com. TransparentProductions.com.
It's a glorious holiday, really. Today is. Yeah, and it's, you know, I don't think it's really completely taken down by the um, the trans fat debate, which almost completely removed the Oreo from grocery sales. Wait, I thought you were talking about Ash Wednesday. No, I'm talking about National Oreo Cookie Day, John. Today is. Oh, March right. 6th, debuting in 1912 in New York City at the National Biscuit Company factory. Really? Oreos are the most sold prepared cookie in the United States. Oh, these are the no main surprise. these are the main varieties that you'll find. Okay. You'll find the double stuff. Yeah. You'll find the mega stuff. Mm. You'll find the Oreo thin. Yes. It's a waste of time. No, it's excellent. You'll find the triple double. What is the triple Which double? is the three cookies and the two creams. Oh, please. And then uh, one brand new debut for this year, which is the most stuff. It is four times the cream oh. between the same two sandwiches. No, that's no good. That's like a, you know, a moon pie. That's how, you know, that, that. personally, yeah. I like the thin. I love the thin. I love it so much. I, okay. I got to be honest with you that I've never had the thin. Oh, oh well. I've I think... never had the thin because I feel like why? No, 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 no. One thin You'll love it. Because I am very committed to double stuff. I don't like it. I it's, do. It gags in my throat. Oh, <laughs> no. Too much stuff. No, it's not too much. too much stuff. I mean, I think that mega stuff is too much. Oh. I'm sure that most stuff would really be too much. Sickening. But I think double stuff is like the ideal. Mm-mm. Do you want to hear some other flavors? Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, it, there are flavors. Yeah. Mike, you ready for these? I'm ready. Watermelon. No. Ew. Limeade. No. Green tea. No. Ew. Key lime. Uh, no, waffle and syrup. Yuck! Okay, Eey, yeah, disgusting. Maybe, maybe. maybe? Yeah, Eey. give it a shot. Chocolate mint. No, no, no. Oh yeah, yeah. No, that would, no, 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 no that's no, delicious. No, 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 no. That's yeah. absolutely delicious. It's like the mint cookies from uh, from the Girl Scouts. The very, very good. Mm. Kettle mm. corn. No, no, yeah. that's horrific. Pina colada. <laughs> Ridiculous. That is grotesque. If you like pina coladas, Oreos, cherry cola. No, I don't want any of that stuff. Cherry cola. Yeah, no. I'll try it. Wait, wait you, these come in like a bag, a bag of cherry cola Oreos? Well, it's not. It's the package. It's the normal Oreo package. Who would do that? Hot, hot chicken wing. Hot chicken wing Oreo. Okay, I'd try it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, you really yeah. stick to your guns, John. It's weird. Okay, now listen. There's a special package you can buy mm-hmm. for lefties. Lefties? Yeah. What? Yeah, lefties, listen. I'm a lefty. The package. I mean, my, yeah, yeah, both of you are. Yeah. That's, that's why I brought it up. Yeah. The package Ooh. has a flap on the right side of the package Very rather nice. than on the left side, making it easier for Southpaws like you to yeah. open. Dig it. Now, you can order these. You have to pay $3 extra. That's oh, right. come on. Yeah, because you're a special community. Wait, there's, that's go, discrimination. Yeah, it, it is discrimination. Does it go to the left-handed uh, community? I don't know, but you'll, you can sue if you want the to. The left-handed community. Um, however, <laughs> if you live in the city of left-hand West Virginia. Oh. Oh, I you can get know. them for there free. What? Mm-hmm. You can get them for free. If you live in Left Hand, West Virginia. Where's Left Hand, West Virginia? I've never heard of it. Neither have I. But I thought of you guys when very, I did. Very, very nice. Okay, so are you saying, John, mm-hmm. that you would not buy any other variety of Oreo yes. than Oreo Thin? Yes. Yes. Really? No, no. I mean, I would, I would like to see. Okay, full disclosure, I have not done the mega stuff or right. the double stuff. You've never done double stuff, ever. No. You've never, ever done double stuff. You're no. not even Well, living. listen, you're so preachy about it, and you never even experimented. No, no, I'm preachy because I, for my taste, that's a gagger. <laughs> like, I would, t- it's too much stuff. No, it's not. It's not. Your throat's only no, no, so wrong. big. Double stuff is the perfect amount it of really stuff. It really is. No, In I, fact, once you have double stuff, you think the rest of it is. You can't go back. You, you no, feel no, like no, you're no. getting gypped. I'm going the thin route because I like, the thins are kind of like what Mike is saying about like the Girl Scout cookies in a way. They're very delectable. 
and delectable. They are. They're, they're too delectable petite for me. No, no, they're not. There's, listen, here's the deal: because they're so thin, you can eat more. No, I understand that. No, I, appreciate, that. I do appreciate the strategy. Yeah, I like that. Mike, your favorite. The double stuff, of course. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course. However, I would like to try the uh, the hot wing Oreo. I'll try. How about the? Do they do the Oreo blonde? Oh, those listen! Are those were not on the list, and those are awesome. Yes, yeah. they are awesome. They yeah. are so good. Do they call them vanilla? Yeah. Or I don't know. Do they call them vanilla. I think or they so. call That's them blonde. They mm, are mm, mm. a plus. Super delish. Oh my gosh! And when you remember the the old cheap ones that used to come in like the Neapolitan colors that you used to get it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe sure. you know Shop and Save or right. Coons or whatever. Yeah. Once you have the Oreo, those other ones taste like mm, yeah. absolute. Low rent snack well, look, options. We never had Oreos growing no, up. No, right. We always got like, you know. I don't the, think we had Oreos until I was in high school. Yeah. You know you've made it when you can go and then buy your own Oreos. That's what I say. Yeah, I'm not buying the thin ones. Sharing the word that changes the world. 101.5 WORDFM Pittsburgh, a service of Salem Media Group. With SRN News, I'm Keith Peters in Washington. A congresswoman's remarks have exposed Democrats' simmering divisions over Israel. Provocative comments from Representative Ilhan Omar of Minnesota have thrust the Democratic Party into an uncomfortable internal debate over Israel. Omar suggested last week that Israel supporters are pushing U.S. lawmakers to take a pledge of allegiance to a foreign country. In response to the remarks, pro-Israel House Democrats plan to offer a resolution condemning anti-Semitism. Omar's remarks were also made before an upcoming high-profile conference where senior Democrats typically make a show of support for the Jewish state. I'm Walter Ratliff. On Wall Street today, the Dow Jones Industrial Average down by 133 points to close at 25,673. The Nasdaq dropping by 70, the S&P 500 lower by 18, and crude oil down 34 cents. It closed at $56.22 on the New York Mercantile Exchange. This is SRN News. As a child... Were you abused by a priest? The Pittsburgh Catholic Diocese has created a child abuse fund to compensate victims like you. Whether you've applied or not, talk to Alan Perra right now. Call 412-281-1970. You'll need Alan Perra's experience to get the money and the help you really deserve. Alan Perra is a lawyer who knows the law. He's handled over 100 cases of abuse against the diocese. He knows how to get you maximum compensation. Don't settle for less. Submissions to the Diocese Child Abuse Fund are complex. You can easily lose money that you're due. Alan Perer knows how to make the fund pay what you're due. Don't settle for anything less than what you deserve. Call Alan Perer or Google the law firm of SPK. Your consultations will be free and confidential. Call Alan Perer right now. 412-281-281. 1970. Looking for a challenging hands-on education, one that fosters curiosity, builds confidence, and cultivates a biblical worldview? Look closer at Jubilee Christian School in Mount Lebanon. Jubilee nurtures young minds through an award-winning integrated curriculum, monthly educational field trips, and special programs like art, Kathy's music, drama, snapology, and more. An affordable education with generous financial aid. Jubilee Christian School. Imagine. Believe. Achieve at jubileecs.org. 
It's the little things, like getting more perks more often at our stage community of stores. Because we just made Style Circle Rewards even better. You still get a $5 reward for every 100 points you earn, but now you can earn and redeem rewards at our Gordman stores too. Plus, just like always, store cardholders get double points every day. Sign up free in-store or online today. Little things mean everything at our stage community of stores. Bells, Goodies, Pally Royal, Peebles, Stage, and now Gordman's too. Offer exclusions apply. I had a great time this morning with my dentist. She just made me feel so comfortable. To patients of Dr. Megan Stock, she's more than a great dentist. She's an answer to prayer. She makes you feel so calm. Didn't make me feel shameful about the condition of my teeth. We just love to talk about the Lord and what's going on in our families. I am confident that when I'm finished that I'm going to have a bright, beautiful smile, which I really wanted to have for a long time. She does fabulous work. Perry Highway in Wexford at Stock Family Dentist. There's the job you have and the job you deserve. One that rewards your talent, your education, your goals. One that values loyalty and hard work. One that makes you feel like you're making a difference for yourself, your family, your world. Find it Thursday, March 28th at the Word FM Job Fair, 11 to 3 at the Pittsburgh Plaza Hotel Green Tree, where high-caliber companies find high-caliber candidates like you. There's no harm in looking, and it's free to attend. The Word FM Job Fair, presented by Salem Media Group. Details at wordfm.com slash jobfair. Some clouds for tonight and quite cold with a snow shower in the area. Later on tonight, the low 14. Tomorrow, intervals of clouds and sun, high 31. Becoming cloudy tomorrow night, low 19. Then cloudy skies for Friday with a little snow or some flurries, but little to no accumulation expected. High Friday, 37 degrees. I'm AccuWeather Meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, driven by Calusi Chevrolet. Serving the Pittsburgh area for over 100 years. Welcome to another edition of The Ride Home on 101.5 Word FM. And now here are your hosts, John Hall and Kathy Emmons. Look, I know I talk about this a lot, but it's four minutes past the five o'clock hour. That sun is so high in the sky right Mm -hmm. now. And I don't care that it's freezing cold out there. I mean, I care a little. No, no, no. Because spring is coming here. Right, but right? I, but it is still freezing cold. But soon, spring will be here. Okay. You know, I bought a lawnmower. That's so optimistic of you. I did, on Craigslist. Congratulations. Oh, I'm super excited about That's it. That's wonderful. Yeah, super excited. So, you know, spring is coming. Grass is going to be getting high pretty soon. Let's get out there and get to work. All right? Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, uh, Ash Wednesday. Because it is Ash Wednesday, of course, this is the kickoff annually and especially in western Pennsylvania, of church basement fish fries. Right. So I thought that this was something that you would find in pretty much any city that had a large Eastern European population and therefore Roman Catholic. Right. But this article that you showed me today from the PG by Dan Giggler, he he gives us the feeling that – not just the feeling. He gives us evidence that this is something that is not practiced in many places outside of Pittsburgh. Yeah, yeah. so Dan found a, a father and daughter, David Shore and his daughter, Rebecca, and Rebecca's boyfriend, uh, Nate Clea. And they are, especially David and Rebecca, they are fish fry aficionados, mm-hmm. so much so that they categorize and they have notebooks full of information about all the different specialties that fish fries have across WPA. 
They also have a Facebook group called The Codfather. Yeah, it's which closed. first of all is well named, but second of all is closed. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we can join it, no, which well, makes me want to be a part of it more. Well, you could ask to join. You could ask. Yeah, but they could say no. Right. They and could. then what if I was rejected? <laughs> Codfather reject Kathy Emmons. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, they say that uh, he's been. David says he's been all over the country. He said it doesn't happen anywhere else. They try, but it's really melded into the roots of Pittsburgh and the old mill culture. We still have some strains and vestiges of it left, and one is the fish fries in church cellars. Mm -hmm. That is so good. Brian Butko, author, historian at a place we love, the Heinz History Center, said, quote, when I post about the fish fries on Facebook, most friends across the country lament that there are none None yeah. in their areas. And if they ask around, no one knows what they're talking about. Hmm. There may be an occasional Friday fish fry at a local cafe, but not like the concentration we have of so many churches and fire halls to choose from. Yes. Yeah, so uh, he says that uh, today, uh, being at Ash Wednesday, is sort of like the kickoff of the season, kind of like a, mm-hmm. a, a like a spring training game or something like that. Mm-hmm. But you would think it would just be like you know the start of the, the season. Right. Do, do you frequent? Do you yourself, Kathy Emmons, go? Thank you for asking, John. Um, I don't go um, only because I try not to eat a lot of fried food. Mm -hmm. My husband can't eat any fried food because of his medical conditions. Right. So he cannot. So it's not the kind of thing that my family can do. However, I do frequent a place that does a baked fish sandwich that I believe in strongly, especially during the Lenten season. Oh, very nice. Yes, Luciano's, which is at the corner of Duncan and Peebles Road in Allison Park. I see. Okay, does very an nice. outs- They do a fried fish, but they also do an outstanding baked fish, which to me tastes fried. Oh, yeah. I agree. And I love that. Wait a second. I had some fish at uh, Rico's. Wasn't that good? Those were spots. Man, was that mm-hmm. good. Virginia spots. Ooh, mm. That was fine, fine. I know. Okay, do you have a favorite? Um, uh, two favorites, actually. In my neighborhood, I will attend the uh, Madonna del Costello fish fry in Swissvale. On South Braddock Avenue? Yes, which is um, uh, an, an Italian church. And I also go to St. Mars. And what, do they do it differently? Yeah, there's a, there's a little sort of uh, – there is a flavor difference. Mm. To me, it's a, it's a little thinner. The bread is a little lighter. Uh-huh. You can also get some marinara sauce on mm. there if you want some, mm. some Parmesan cheese as well. Mm. Now, would you go with the, the marinara? Oh, yeah. See, I'd never, I would never go with marinara. Wouldn't you? I'd feel strongly about it. On a no, fish? because I have to do, go with ketchup. Yeah, Ketchup like always ketchup. has to be prioritized, don't you think? Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I, Madonna Dells, that's a good place. Um, so anyway, the PG has, I think, yesterday's edition and online sort of the map of mm-hmm. fish fries throughout western Pennsylvania. Right. Now, it is a special kind of twistedness that we take a season of sacrifice and we somehow come up with a way to make it into a party. Well, I mean, no, no, it's not a party. It's a convenience is what it is. And I think it's because a little bit you're of a not party. Eat, you know, some people go, I'm not going to eat meat on Friday as part of my, right. you know, my Lenten practice. So I'm going to have fish. So why wouldn't someone take the opportunity to say, we make excellent fish, so stop by and support your local church? Mm-hmm. That's a win-win for okay. everybody, Kath. I mean, I'm not coming down hard on right, it. I right just it. think it's kind of interesting. Okay, let's talk side dishes if you're so, you know, yeah. if you're rah-rah. Okay? Oh, I am rah-rah, yeah. So, side dishes, these are the ones that the PG lists. Yeah. Potato pancakes. For all that is good and Honestly, holy and true. That's the most delicious thing. Is there anything oh. more delicious oh. than a potato pancake? <laughs> I agree. With some sour cream or the applesauce. 
I go back and forth between thinking that they're both the best topping. I agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What is the uh, what's the pancake place? The original there? Pancake House on McKnight Road. They make a fine, fine potato pancake. It's so perfectly browned, mm-hmm. crispy. Yeah. Has just enough onion in it. It's not taking over, but it's contributing. Yeah. All right. What about uh, a pierogi? <laughs> Please. Okay. Now, You're preaching to the choir once again. That's a little again. sick, though. You're having a gigantic fish sandwich, which mm-hmm. is 50% bread. Right. Then you've got the breading on top of the fish, and now you're going to add a thing that is starch stuffed with starch. But you only want it as a side. It's not like you're going to have, like, you know, 30 pierogies. It doesn't matter. You're still, like, carb overload. Mm-hmm. Does not even sum that up. So how about uh, David also <laughs> says that he likes the sauerkraut and kidney bean soup at St. Sava's. Mm. How about that? Sauerkraut and kidney bean soup. Yep, yep. Or the fresh donuts at St. I love the name of the church, St. Albert the Great in Baldwin Borough. Because mm-hmm. I'll tell you, the first thing you'd want after having a fish sandwich on is a it, big bun with pierogies is to have a donut. Close my, it out. No, my dad used to make donuts. Did he? Yeah. You know, just like in a, um, a, rod, a, a cast iron skillet. Yeah. Those were the best. Of course they I mean, are. He'd be in the kitchen just, you Getting know, there's just hot donuts. Give me a hot donut, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Clea, who's uh, quoted in this article, says that the place should be loud, that kids should be screaming, that there should be a lot of hullabaloo, a pungent smell of grease. Mm-hmm. The more Eastern European and the more old ladies, the better. Yeah. Bonus points if it's in a grade school gymnasium or an assembly hall. I like it. You should also be sitting, he says, on folding chairs with no padding. <laughs> Bonus points if they're made out of old school wood. <laughs> now that That's good. is truly great. That's Yinzer. That's uh-huh. Yinzer paradise. He also said that you can get extra points for having fluorescent lights, dropped ceilings, mm. and commercial linoleum floors. <laughs> <laughs> Someone knows their church culture, I believe, uh-huh. right? Yeah. Not anyway, like yeah. So we're under full season right now. The fish fries are on starting this evening at your local church, I hope. Mm-hmm. Right, very good. Oh, How about well, – Will they start tonight? Because it's Ash Wednesday. Okay, I just want to get sure. I mean, it's not, you know, so, yeah. they'll, so they'll have two this week. They'll have well, Wednesday and Friday? So, you know, it's not a rule, but some, you know, those who are more uh, economically inclined, will, you know, they'll double dip. Why not? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Here's the only thing that would bother me. Hmm. And you can make fun of me, and I expect you will. I hate plastic silverware. Yeah, I get that. I'm not making fun of you because I, I follow the same route. Listen, um, here at the – do you have your own silverware here? Yes. Me too. Mike doesn't. No. No, I, I, don't, do you, I don't need it. I, Listen, I, I, can't, I can't stand that. Is there anything I, worse okay than a plastic fork? I'm okay eating off of a paper plate. I'm what okay is, with that. What okay? is the difference? Listen, what? Are you kidding me? Listen, pipe down, Mike. <laughs> I am okay with oh, eating yeah. off of a paper plate. Styrofoam, no way. But paper plate, I'm okay with. Plastic silverware oh, the worst. should be banned. Uh, the worst. It is. Have we not risen to a degree where we can just have our own silverware that we can wash and I reuse? Agree. It doesn't even enhance the taste. Yes, it, it does. does. It, en- it enhances the experience every way possible. Mike. As my mother-in-law used to say. Yes. We are not Philistines. We are not oh indeed. Mike, bring, listen, <laughs> as a full-time employee here at Word FM, bring in your own utensils. Please, please. Mike, because you know why we want you to be happy. It enhances the experience every way possible. It really does. It tastes better. It feels better. You feel but good. But then I have to clean it. Yes. Oh, you know why? Because oh, right. that's what adults do. They clean things. Yes. I don't have time to do that. Oh, oh pl- like you're like pressed. Oh, yeah, right, exactly. I, I see you in there on Instagram. Into this disposable. You're on Amazon. You're just, you know. Forget the plastic fork. Plastic forks. How about the how about the the spork? The spork. 
The greatest it's invention ever. The worst. No, it's no, no it's the greatest I'm invention okay. ever. No, it I is a humiliation. No. no, no, no. I feel bad about myself yes. if I have to eat a sport. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And Good. wouldn't a fish sandwich or a pierogi or a uh, potato pancake taste so much better on an actual fork? Yes, it would. Thank you. Okay, how about? Um, have you ever been to the original Oyster House downtown? Oh yeah, you mean at Market Square? Yeah. I mean, that is like yin's or paradise. Oh, it is. I love it so much. It is big time. When I, mean, I, was, I don't think I've been in there since I was about nine. Oh, when I was about nine, my grandfather took me in there. We were on a little trip downtown. This was like a life lesson. And so I was like thrilled. I was like in a real – there, there are men in here. This is like a real bar. And people were shoulder to shoulder having – and then, you know, you know that is – the bun is so big mm-hmm. and the fish sandwich is overlapping. Like, and I remember, I'll never forget this, eating a fish sandwich with my grandpa. A guy in the crowd says, hey, man, hold on. My fish sandwich isn't the same size as that guy's. Something's wrong here. He was complaining about the size about of his About the size fish. of his fish sandwich? I'll never forget this. The bartender. I mean, this guy, he probably weighed 350 pounds. He levitated behind the bar, leapt over the bar, and he said to the guy, I'll tell you what's wrong with your fish sandwich. He literally picked the guy up by his collar and threw him out the door. I thought, as a nine-year-old, I thought, well, I won't complain about my fish sandwich. <laughs> and today, he would be sued. <laughs> hey, stick around. Uh, we're going to continue the, uh, the the Ash Wednesday edition. Mm-hmm. Now, our next guest is calling into question, should we... No. Well, <laughs> anyway, enjoy that fish sandwich. <laughs> WORD with more fun for your family. Always fun. It's Word FM Family Skate Night at Neville Roller Drone. It's really fun. We're taking over the roller rink and bringing Pittsburgh's favorite Christian music along for you to skate to. My whole family loves it. My kids love it. Isn't it great? We'll have great prize giveaways too. Bring your roller skates if you've got them or rent a pair there. It's fun for your church group, youth organization, or your whole family. The kids love it and so do we. Word FM Skate Night at Neville Roller Drone, Neville Island, later tonight from 6.30 till 9. Let's go have fun. Get details and directions at wordfm.com slash skate. MyPillow's Mike Lindell is on a mission to help you get the best sleep of your life. Hey, this is John Hall, and he certainly helped me. I love my pillow, as you well know. But now, Mike has gone the extra mile, nearly 6,000 miles, in fact, all the way to Giza in search of the best Egyptian cotton in the world to create the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own. MyPillow's Giza Dreams bed sheets, luxuriously soft, breathable, and extremely durable. One night and you'll never want to sleep on anything else. And right now, get a special 30% off MyPillow Dream Sheets with free shipping. Use promo code WORD when you call 800-391-0954 or place your order at MyPillow.com. 60-day money-back guarantee if you're not completely satisfied. Call 800-391-0954 or visit MyPillow.com. And be sure to use the promo code WORD for 30% off plus free shipping. Call 800-391-0954 or visit MyPillow.com. Sweet dreams from MyPillow. Join Pittsburgh Theological Seminary for their annual Albright Deering Lecture with theologian Junius B. Dotson on Thursday, March 21st. Reverend Dotson's lecture, titled Engaging Your Community, will begin at 10 a.m., followed by a chapel service and community lunch. All are welcome to attend these free events. Registration is required to attend the luncheon. Learn more at pts.edu. That's pts.edu. In winter, you can practically hear your skin changing. 
drying out, flaking, tightening, becoming itchy, irritated, and inflamed. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. With Cortisone 10, winter can just sound fun again. Cortisone 10, feel the heal, use as directed. Got different companies running your web design, social media marketing, and geofencing, but not sure which is getting you customers and which is a waste of your dollars? Contact us at Salem Surround. We can put all your digital marketing under one roof, give you monthly reports, and instantly move your advertising to the most effective areas of your digital marketing suite. Salem Surround. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com. Connecting you with new customers. Hello, this is David Jeremiah. Join me on the Overcomer Tour for a time of enriching Bible teaching, practical lessons, uplifting fellowship, and powerful worship. Join Dr. David Jeremiah for a free live event in Hershey. The Overcomer Tour is coming to the Giant Center Thursday, April 11th at 7 p.m. Request your free tickets to this one-night-only event in Hershey at davidjeremiah.org slash tour. Hey, last week, uh, the, um, the General Conference of the United Methodist Church met, and in those four days, there was a lot of back and forth, a lot of prayer, a lot of consternation. You know how it is whenever large uh, denominations gather and all the delegates come together. Always an exciting time, but recently, especially in church history, um, a time of great division. Uh, LGBTQ and the um, and the intersection of who's in the pulpit or who's invited and all that has really shocked uh, American uh, Christianity. Here to talk to us about that is Morgan Lee. Uh, Morgan Lee, uh, she is part of the associate digital media producer at Christianity Today. She wrote a great piece called Methodism's Global Reach Has Changed the Denomination. Morgan, welcome back to the show. Hope that you're doing good today. Hi, John. How's it going? Thanks for having me. Morgan, um, the United Methodist Church voted Tuesday, last Tuesday, to maintain its traditional stance against same-sex marriage and non-celibate gay clergy. For those of us who are believers in America, this was a shock. Yeah, this was a little bit of surprising for people who maybe just think of the UMC as being, you know, a very distinctly American church. But one of the really interesting things about the UMC, and I think maybe what you guys picked up on in this particular um, podcast that I did last week, was that the United Methodist Church is extremely global. So we, in one of the pieces that we did, we actually published this really interesting map that talks about how there's about nearly 7 million Methodists who live in the United States, which is a pretty robust number, but there's nearly 3 million Methodists who live in Congo. Wow. Um, wow. So, um, there are about 30,000 30, Methodists that live in Germany, about 200,000 Methodists that live in the Philippines. Um, there's about 2 million Methodists that live in West Africa. And so it's actually an extremely robust denomination globally. And when you have that type of just global diversity, that also means that you're going to have even more diversity, I think, than you might have in a denomination that's just restricted to one geographic area or one country. Wow. And so you're saying, and this really shouldn't be a surprise to any of us, but I think it's important <laughs> to remind us that the world doesn't just kowtow to what <laughs> Americans believe about things. What? 
Yeah, and not only does it not account to, it just it, it completely just exists in different contexts, right? And so I think that's just something that um, for those of us who are just kind of in, assumed to, we don't even know, I guess, that we're always getting the quote-unquote American perspective on particular issues, um, and then something like this might kind of really surprise us when that does happen. I see. So within the Methodist Church, the Book of Discipline, uh, bars gay and lesbian members from ordination and marriage, of course, has caused this divide in the church. Um, what about this? You know, in, in the 21st century, when you think about the the PCUSA and other denominations, it, it's been much more inclusive. This had to send shockwaves across Methodism. And, of course, it made – if you're just following along with church news, it, it still stunned a lot of people. Yeah, I think, again, it's just an interesting question about, like, who is surprised and who does this register for? So, for instance, after this um, story came out, or after this decision was made on Tuesday afternoon, I tweeted on Wednesday, you know, has anyone seen any coverage of this in a non-Western setting? And one of my colleagues who is Brazilian told me that there's actually a decent number of Brazilian Christians who are Methodists, and he kind of did some scouring on the Methodist sites there, and he didn't even see any mention about this particular issue. Really? I just thought that was like, that obviously it's like anecdotal, right? You know, I didn't go to every single Methodist country website and see what was going on. But I did think that was interesting that something that felt so high stakes in the U.S. and was obviously extremely important. I mean, you mentioned that multiple denominations in the U.S. have split over this issue. So I don't mean to minimize that at all. Just to say that, you know, the issue is going to have different resonance depending on who you're asking about that. Hmm. Well, I- It's fascinating to those of us who follow church history, because when we look at the rise and fall of nations, we also see the rise and fall of different denominations and different churches, right? And so, you know, we see that, you know, in our country, it seems as if Christianity is on the decline and we're becoming more secularized. But you're looking at an unbelievably robust church uh, growth movement in China right now or in one of the countries in Africa that you're talking about. I don't know. I think Mm -hmm. it's a good perspective for us to recognize that the church is not the capital C church is not American. The capital C church is global and ahistorical. It is, right? And also just that um, as the church feels like it's moving into the global south now, I think that it will continue to, well, I, I would hope it will continue to have even more of a voice um, into how the church is thinking about particular issues. And so whereas the U.S. or Western Christianity may kind of, be accustomed to, I don't know, almost like setting the agenda in many ways. This next century, as Christianity continues to boom, as you've noted, in sub-Saharan Africa, the way it is booming right now, the way it is booming in China, there's going to be some, I don't, power struggles is definitely too strong of a word, Um, but there's going to be different splits and different divisions and just different ways of doing things that are going to be coming out even more into the open. Morgan Lee's with us, Associate Digital Media Producer at Christianity Today. Um, Morgan, you know, I misspoke a few minutes ago when I said that the church is ahistorical. The church is not ahistorical, but the church is present in all different parts of history. And so I guess this issue that we have that has become so paramount in our country is one of the things that we as Christians in our country have to deal with. But it is hard when we're talking to people who are living at the same time, but culturally speaking, they don't have the same priorities we do. Um, are you speaking of people that live in our own country? Or no, I'm, I'm thinking if we as Christians in America see, you know, 
issues, issues of about issues regarding sexuality seem to be paramount in our culture. Sure. Um, this is the, and the cer- tone of the day. Right. And, and certainly the voice that we're hearing the loudest is the progressive voice when it comes to those issues. But I think it's important to remember that different countries have different priorities. It might not be top priority in a sub-Saharan African country. Yeah, that, absolutely. And I think that, you know, one of the things that we try to do at some place at Christianity Today is to kind of give our readers a taste of what those particular issues are. You know, obviously, some of those issues for Christians are issues of persecution, right? I mean, I think that's many of the ways that people encounter Christianity overseas is thinking about how the government or about how social structure or um, social pressure, for instance, is kind of related to it, right? Like, oh, how, do, how does that make it harder for them to be a Christian, or how does it actually help to refine their faith? But there's also just, like, different senses of, like, priorities or ways that you understand um, who God is, you know, or different types of, um, quote-unquote, threats to the gospel, right? Yes. Um, this is kind of off, this is a little bit tangential, but just one interesting example was a couple years ago I did this story um, on Christians in Burma and in Cuba, and both of those countries at the time when I wrote this seemed like they were really going to go open up to the West. And I spoke with Christian leaders who were excited, on the one hand, about having more exposure to other Christians overseas, but also nervous because they said that, you know, the government restrictions in many ways had made it easier for them to kind of help people stay really attentive to what their beliefs were. And they were nervous that these countries got too open, that people were going to just become really distracted with all the stuff, you know, like consumerism and materialism and other ideas that the church currently didn't have to kind of defend itself against. I see. So when things like this happen, and of course the Presbyterian Church, you know, and all the different divisions over the past couple of decades, this is not a cause for celebration, you know, in any area. But from your perspective, Morgan, how do you see the Methodist Church moving forward? Because there's been talk, well, we may leave or we may try to repeal this or overturn this judgment. What do you know? How does that look? You know, one thing that I have really tried to learn while being at Christianity Bay is that it is just a little bit too early to ever call that something is going to really change. I see. So last week, um, my co-worker um, went back and looked at our headlines um, of how we've covered the United Methodist Church, and so I'm just reading from some of her tweets. This is starting from 1996 when we wrote about the Methodists. So we have one that says, United Methodists retain ban on homosexual ordinations from 1996. Then we have Methodists in 1998. Methodist Council banned same-sex rights. In 2000, United Methodists rejects homosexuality marriages and ordinations. And then we have three more similar denominations from two or headlines from 2004 to 2014. And then obviously, as you know, what happened this past week um, in 2019, right? Right. And so it's looked like this issue is going to drive a wedge in the church for, I don't know, the past, what, 20 years? Um, And right now the church still exists as one denomination. So it feels a little bit premature at this point, given that we've had this storyline kind of play out for a while to say that this is going to be the thing. This, you know, this time will be when the denomination is unable to move forward on that. That's a good call. Thanks. Well, Morgan, thanks an awful lot. We really appreciate you reporting. You're, you're excellent at what you do, and uh, your time here with us is always valuable. So thanks so much. Thank you for inviting me to the show. I really appreciate it. Take Our care. pleasure. Thank you. Uh, Morgan Lee, she's Associate Digital Media Producer at Christianity Today. We love CT. It is our primary source for what's happening in and around the world in Christendom. Christianity Today and Morgan Lee. This is Chris Abernethy of Abernethy and Hagerman. You don't want the government deciding what happens to your estate or how much they will take. 
At Abernethy and Hagerman, estate administration is the heart and soul of our practice. We have the experience to help not only plan, but administer your estate properly to protect your assets, minimize taxes, and ensure that your inheritance gets to the ones you love. Decide for yourself. Abernethy and Hagerman, legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. Elevate your leadership game at the L3 One Day Conference, a day to grow your leadership, your network, your future. 9 to 4, Friday, March 15th at the Marriott Pittsburgh North and Cranberry. Join L3 leadership founder Doug Smith, Heffron Tillotson's Kim Fleming, the Pittsburgh Promises Celine Gabriel, and a panel of expert guests who will inspire and train you and your team to reach your maximum potential. The L3 One Day Conference, Friday, March 15th. Register while you can at L3OneDay.com. Compassion International presents Casting Crowns Only Jesus Tour. With very special guest Zach Williams and Austin French. Casting Crowns. Performing songs from their brand new album, Only Jesus, along with many of your favorite Casting Crowns hits. Casting Crowns Only Jesus Tour with very special guests Zach Williams and Austin French. Live at PPG Paints Arena, 7 p.m. Saturday, March 9th. Less than 2,000 seats remain at PPGPaintsArena.com. What gives one company the edge over another? Maybe it's not one thing. Maybe it's taking care of lots of things that help a business run smoothly. In other words, Cintas. Cintas has products that help your people stay safe and apparel programs that convey the right image. They service fire protection equipment, deliver and stock restroom supplies, and make sure facilities are clean and ready. Because when all those things work together, you're in business. Oh, I'm ready! Get Cintas and get ready for the workday. This past week, I took my youngest son on a college tour. And we drove down to Virginia, which is where he wants to attend college. We saw several colleges, three very fine colleges. But while we're there, I'm thinking to myself, listen, my oldest son is at Grove City College. And right in our own backyard, we've got one of the best colleges in the country. Hmm. Nothing could compete with that. Those three colleges were great. But i got to be honest, I love Grove City first and foremost. What was missing in the other ones? Just from your perspective as a dad. There was an absence of community that was vibrant, and I believe, although I can't prove this, there was something about the tone of the student body that was not strong for me. When I'm on campus at Grove City College, I see that community. Yeah. I feel that tone. Yeah. Now, we both spent a lot of time on Grove City's campus because your older son attends Grove City, as does my oldest daughter. And, you know, we've hung out there because of our work here on the station, but also just as a mom and dad, yep. you know, going to swim meets or going to, you know, homecoming or whatever it is. There is something that's really sweet about Grove City. It's a wonderful community, but there's also a feeling of academic rigor that people are working hard there. No people doubt. are working hard there. It's a really unique combination. If you want more information about Grove City College, maybe for you, one of your children, look them up right now. gcc.edu. Some clouds for tonight and quite cold with a snow shower in the area later on tonight, the low 14. Tomorrow, intervals of clouds and sun, high 31. Becoming cloudy tomorrow night, low 19. Then cloudy skies for Friday with a little snow or some flurries, but little to no accumulation expected. High Friday, 37 degrees. I'm AccuWeather meteorologist Danielle Niddle on 101.5 Word FM. But the giant's calling out my name and he laughs at me. Reminding me of all the times I tried to fool and fail. Giant keeps on telling me time and time again, boy, you never win. You never win. But the Lord 
Love that song. I love that song. Casting Crowns. They're in a concert this Saturday night. Tickets on sale at wordfm.com forward slash concerts. And uh, we were gifted a pair of front row seats plus meet and greet backstage passes. So many of you have responded. And, uh, you know, beautiful messes, messages, heartbreaking messages. It was hard to, you know, choose someone. Really so we, we just said, uh, Mike, uh, send this out and you choose so um our winner is uh happy happy you won yeah happy you've won except that you didn't give us your name right but happy you sent an email so mike is going to effort back and we'll let you know that you did win those front row seats and the meet and greet passes yeah if you're going to be at the casting crowns concert uh in any way shape or form please come and find us john and i will be your mcs that evening and i will look forward to saying hi it's a word fm booth as well right well there of course there'll be a booth You're going to be there? At the booth? Yeah. If you tell me to be at the booth, I'll be at the booth. I don't know, yeah. Mike, are you going to be there? It's good to see everybody. Are you going to be there? Are you going to to the show? If you guys are going, I'll be there. That's right. Excellent. Because the three of us can't go anywhere without the other two. Please, we need, yeah. And plus, we're going to have a meal, right? Mm. We'll do the backstage buffet. The three of us are going to say yes to the backstage buffet, I'll tell you right now. Hopefully it's a fish fry. (laughs) Hey, speaking of events, uh, tonight is the Word FM uh, Family Skate Night at Neville Roller Drome. Roller drome. Huh? Mm-hmm. What is the roller drome? Why, it's why, better why, than the roller dome. Why is that? A, why is it a drome? Because it's cool. It the drome good. is cool. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It scares the the heck out of me. The, the, the roller drome what? scares you. I do not want to get on roller skates. Oh. I mean that. Yeah. That'd be the worst. I spent so That's many so, years of my life on roller you? skate. Oh my yes. I've never I've never <gasps> once roller skated. Is that right? Never. Oh, I will tell you it's terrifying. There's no yeah, question yeah. about it. Plus I haven't been on skates in a long time. I mean I Would you do every, it again? every Saturday night for five years. That's what? all I did. Really? It was like the teen thing. Uh huh. Were really? you a roller derby person? Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing roller derby. That I was would just, be Could you imagine Kathy roller awesome? derby? That would be, that would be a <laughs> sorry. You guys sorry. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Kathy's so nice. She's out there like with masher. Right? Gorilla girl. Here comes Kath. Hey, I, I like the color of your, your nail polish. I'm just really. trying, I'm just trying to. I just want to persuade. Let's all get along. Kath, yeah. Let's, no, no, I want to hear what you have to say, and then I want you to hear what I have to say, okay? Don't you like roller derby, though? Do you like to watch that? Oh, it's, it's That's wild, to man. Watch. I like, uh, Kath would be like the, good, like the girl on the swing. Like she goes flying by. They grab her and go, wing. And she, I'm advocating for free speech rights as I go head first into the stands. Love you. Love you guys. Love you all. Anyway, uh, that's this evening. Uh, Neville Roller Drome, six thirty to nine o'clock. I think Kenny Woods uh, is there, right? He's, of course uh, he is. He's playing the uh, the hits. That's very cool. Giving mm-hmm. a lot of giveaways to, uh, away. Yeah, and he's giving away uh, tickets to this this Saturday's uh, uh, Casting Crowns. He concert. is. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yes. Is, is does Kenny skate? Does he go out there and like you know? With that the crowd? would be awesome. I want to know. Does he do that? He needs to. I don't know. I mean, you're taking a chance now. You start getting up there. You don't. You don't want to fall and like break your hip, right? Yeah, but you get one of those. You can hold on to one of those uh, chairs. No, we're not holding on to a chair. <laughs> what That's do you mean a chair? Like, like a like a. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. They do that when they're ice skating as well. Right. Yeah. I mean, that we're not doing that. 
I'm just not going to do it, period. All right. Come on. Just you should. Boy, please. It's what fine. if I paid you guys? No, 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 thanks. All right. Coming up next, Lent. Should we observe it? What should Ash Wednesday mean to Christians? Dr. Richard Mao, former president of Fuller Theological Seminary, up next. WORD. Next time on PowerPoint with Jack Cram. He is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think. The Bible says, open your mouth wide and I will fill it. You can't ask too much from God. Our God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory in Jesus Christ. Tune in next time for PowerPoint with Jack Cram. PowerPoint tonight at 9.30 on 101.5 WORD. Do you remember what was kept in a spring house? If you're an old timer, you know that a spring house was used for storing fresh cold milk. In 84 Pennsylvania, we have another kind of spring house. Our spring house is an old-fashioned country store filled with all kinds of old-time gifts, great country foods, and you guessed it, fresh cold milk. You see, the spring house in 84 is also a dairy farm where we milk our own cows, pasteurize and homogenize the milk, and sell it all through the store. We've had people tell us it has to be some special kind of gourmet milk. We don't add anything to the cow's diet or to the milk. It's just nature's purest, most perfect food, and we love the way our customers love it. We also make a chocolate milk you would think is a chocolate shake, an old-fashioned buttermilk that people drive miles to get, and a 40% heavy cream that's wonderful for luscious desserts. Our 2% and our skim are the greatest sellers. Come and try some Springhouse milk at the Springhouse in 84. Robinson Township Christian School celebrates a 40-year legacy of producing college-bound, lifelong learners whose lives are marked by wisdom, knowledge, and a compassion for others. At the airport area's only K-12 classical Christian school, students grow to love learning, think deeply, and communicate effectively from a biblical foundation. Robinson Township Christian School, now enrolling preschool through 12th grade at rtcsonline.org. Endless scratching. The itch from my eczema is unbearable. Are you struggling to get relief from chronic itching due to your atopic dermatitis, also known as eczema? If so, you may qualify for a clinical study testing an investigational medication for the severe itch associated with atopic dermatitis. Qualified participants will receive study-related care and medication at no charge. Call 1-844-777-4824 or 1-844-777-ITCH. Or visit advandastudy.com for more information on how to participate. Sponsored by Vanda Pharmaceuticals. Extreme Car and Truck in Bridgeville is everything you need to protect your car or truck all winter long. Say goodbye to winter grind with an extreme detailing to help preserve the life and look of your vehicle. Got a new car? Protect your investment with TST Rust Remedy, the most effective rust control system you'll find anywhere. And spray-on bullet bed liners offer extreme protection tested in the most extreme conditions known to man. Call the Extreme Team now at 412-257-1006 or visit extremetruck.net. 412-257-1006, extremetruck.net. Fully transparent and here to help. Qualities like these make the original Mattress Factory unique. Come see where and how we make our mattresses and compare our products to the mainstream brands. We want to help you make an informed decision, free from hassle and confusion. So when you're ready to purchase your next mattress, come to the original Mattress Factory first. Whether you buy from us or not, you'll walk away better prepared to make a smart mattress choice. Stop by one of our stores or visit OriginalMattress.com. 
Throughout the show, we've been talking about the start of the Lenten season. Ash Wednesday is upon us. I always like Ash Wednesday. When you see people walking around, you know, whether it, at the mall or at the Giant Eagle or whatnot, and they're, you know, wearing the, the, the ashes with the sign of the cross on their head. I think it's, I like that a lot. The people believe something. Yeah. Uh, Richard Mao is with us. Richard's a regular guest on our show. He is uh, the former president of Fuller Theological Seminary, author of Adventures in Evangelical Civility, A Lifelong Quest for Common Ground. Richard, my friend, how are you, sir? Hey, good to hear your voices, and Kathy, been thinking about you and praying for you. Thank you, Richard. Wonderful to hear from you, my friend. Um, I shared earlier, Richard, that when I was growing up, my connection with Lent was pretty much zero. I mean, I was I was in a Presbyterian denomination, and Ash Wednesday and Stations of the Cross and giving up things seemed like really Catholic to me. And see, I grew up Catholic, so that was my mainstream. Yeah. You know, Kathy, very same thing for me, except I went to public school, and uh, I was always surprised by Lent. I mean, I'd walk in one day, and all the other kids had crosses on their heads. And uh, uh, it was it was a very Catholic thing. Yeah. And now, I mean, at Fuller Theological Seminary, the largest evangelical seminary in the country, uh, people walking around with with signs of the cross on their head. You know, they had a chapel service this morning, and people went yeah. up. And, yeah. And I a, feel, I, very, yeah, Richard, how do you feel about that? Because for me, I feel like I really missed out on something growing up. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Uh, well, for one thing. Kathy and John, uh, we're not as anti-Catholic as we used to yep, be. You're right. You know? That's changed. And, and in fact, the one area where we've been learning from Catholicism more than any other area is in the whole area of spirituality. And then, as you know, I, Kathy, you would, you and I had this, you know, grow up and, and you were told you had to have your quiet time every day. Right. You know? Well, I was never very good at it. No. <laughs> I mean... You, you say a couple lines to God, and, and you mean them, but, you know, how do you spend a half hour praying, you know? Uh, and and the Catholics had practices. They had prayers that they could read. They had days that they could observe. They had things that they could do physically, uh, including having ashes on their on their forehead. And there's something, uh, I, th- I think we realize that we need, you know, they, they, they don't call those the spiritual disciplines for, for no reason. I mean, and we need disciplines. We need structures. And the idea of uh, 40, or actually 46 days of Lent, uh, a special season of the year where we think about certain kinds of things. We, we've always done it with Christmas. Uh, but this idea of getting ready for the cross, getting ready for the resurrection, I think it's a great thing. I do too. And I, and I like the idea that you look around and in many ways we're all on the same journey together. So why not mark the this day with ashes on the forehead That's right. and then to consider working prayerfully through those 40 days? I believe that if you are really invested in this and if you're praying and serving and denying or whatever it is your spiritual practice is, that when Easter Sunday comes, it makes the celebration all the more sweeter, all the more powerful. That's right, exactly. And you know what? The sign of the cross in ashes, you know, the cross, the gold cross that people wear, has, I mean, you know, it's still a very meaningful symbol. Uh, when I was in China a while back, I see a young woman at the hotel desk wearing a cross. And 
I, I, I tell her, <laughs> I'm really glad to see you there. But, you know, these days in, in, in the United States, uh, rock stars who have no interest in religion at all uh, will wear the cross, and it's almost like an in-your-face kind of thing, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, but, but, the, but the cross on the forehead in ashes is a very different thing. So when you walk into the supermarket and you see somebody wearing that cross on their forehead, you think, that's 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 one of us, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's a brother or sister in Christ, and there's something wonderful. There's a witness part to it. Right. Well. You know, we were talking earlier, Richard, um, about this holiday that they celebrate in Bali. It's a Hindu holiday. It's called the, it's the New Year's. Or New Year's. Yeah. It's like the day of silence. Right. It starts the New Year off, and they disconnect from the Internet. People don't walk in the streets. There's uh-huh. no motor vehicles. I mean, essentially, the entire country of Bali shuts down in silence. And I just, you know, Richard, I love that. And I, I guess maybe because I'm getting so sick of being in this, you know, like politically correct American environment where it seems like nobody's allowed to believe anything. And I see something like that and I think, boy, if I was in Bali, I'm not Hindu, but I'd look at that and I'd say, good for you that you actually care enough to, to prioritize that in your in your uh, civic culture. Right. That's wonderful, I think. Yeah. And, you know, we need those. I mean, you know, in the American system, we have had our own feast days, and I like the idea of having Thanksgiving. I like a Memorial Day. I, you know, I, I like those those things because it, it it's a time to pause and and have a kind of focused remembering of certain kinds of things. And in the in the Christian year, the Christian life, it's very important that we do have. Uh, a time when we think about the suffering of Christ, yes. and, and even giving up, as you as, as you were just describing, giving up noise, you know, mm-hmm. uh, giving up talking. Uh, there's something good about that. Uh, I'm terrible at it. I mean, you know, I be, I probably should take a vow not to do social media for a couple of days, or you know, give up the ice cream sundae that I had last night. Of course, it was Fat Tuesday, so that was okay. But, (laughs) (laughs) uh, you know, I I do think that, you know, when I was a kid, um, my Catholic friends uh, would come and they'd give up something, you know, and sometimes it was a joke. You know, I gave up watermelon for Lent, you know, well, but... uh, but, but very often it was a serious thing. And in those days, you know, there, there are no fish on Fridays either. Uh, and, and here's an, an interesting irony, that as the Catholics have begun to give up less, we Protestants have picked up on giving up more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I think we're, we're kind of leveling out on that thing, because I think in, for my Catholic friends, it was often a, 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 not a very serious sort of ritual that they went through. But uh, to do it these days is is to take it, you know, to do it with real seriousness. And I like the idea of collective. I mean, the Bali thing, uh, there's something wonderful about uh, a whole group of people uh, bearing witness to the need to stop a different kind of cycle. You know? Yes, together as one. Richard Mao was with us. He's the former president of Fuller Theological Seminary, the author of Adventures in Evangelical Civility, A Lifelong Quest for Common Ground. 
what I love about this day is, you know, we're, we're talking about the symbol of the cross on people's forehead. And so, you know, especially, you know, we're, we're not too far here, Richard, from uh, the university community. So you'll walk down the main drag uh, where Carnegie Mellon University or the University of Pittsburgh is, and you will see, you know, young students, kids in their late teens or early 20s, walking with that forehead and uh, the cross on their forehead. And I remember the first time I, I visited um, a foreign country, um, I was in the Philippines. And, and what I was struck by was this competing symbolism of seeing the cross in the public sphere and seeing the Nike swoosh. And the two of them were in many ways, I mean, of course, it wasn't, you know, uh, it wasn't planned this way, but they were, they were competitive with each other. And so when you would see, when I see now the cross and not the cross as, you know, jewelry on Madonna's chest, but I see someone specifically trying, they, they made a point. They showed up at a service where they took the sign of the cross into their body, almost as if, you know, it's a temporary tattoo. And that's a sign of holiness. So there's something that, you know, I am efforting myself. I am submitting myself to the holiness of God. And it's not a matter of pride, but it's just a matter of a mark that says, I belong to Christ. And I think in this day and age, that is deeply needed and so beautiful to see. And, you know, we can say with all those folks listening out there today, uh, thank you for those of you who are wearing the sign of the cross. You know, it means a lot to to others of us that you're doing that. And, and also the fact that it's ashes, that we're, it's also a recognition of our mortality. Yeah. Uh, you know, that great verse in the Bible that tells us that we were, we were really created out of dust. And that's one of the verses that that people take seriously in in, in the good in, in the uh, Ash Wednesday celebration. Yeah, I mean, we know we saw an Anglican priest, and on on Twitter today, she she posted, "Today it is my annual duty to tell you that you will die." <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and in a culture where there's so much denial of death, where we try to make death a happy thing, just the fact that you put your black ashes on your forehead. Is a is a sign that we take this. It, it is the enemy, and Christ has defeated the enemy. But it's an enemy that he's defeated, and it's not a good thing. It's not a part of the rite of spring. It's 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 in many ways a very horrible thing. And we can be grateful as Christians that uh, Jesus Christ has overcome sin and death on our behalf. Amen. That's Richard Mao. He's the former president of Fuller Theological Seminary and a great friend of ours and of the show. Richard, wonderful to hear from you as always. Hey, blessings to you. And uh, I, I, I think I can say happy Ash Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can. Take a break. Come back. We've got just a little touch ahead, so stay with us. My neighbors always ask me, hey, Pete, how do you keep your yard so nice? Pete makes it simple with a Scott's Turf Builder feeding program. It's the best way to get the yard you want all year long, guaranteed. All it takes is four easy feedings, just once in early spring, late spring, summer, and fall, providing nutrition and weed control to keep your lawn lush and green. So, now you know my secret. This is a Scott's Yard. Pick up a Scott's Turf Builder program today. Got issues with youth or high school sports? Positive Coaching Alliance can help. PCA, a national nonprofit offers more than a 1,000 free online resources for youth and high school sports coaches, parents, students, and administrators. Visit PCADevZone.org. 
Most clubs you join require an initiation fee or a club membership. But not the Word FM Discount Shopping Club. No, in our club, you save as much as half. That's right, 50% on gift certificates and items from local restaurants, health services, and much more. All from the comfort of your computer or smartphone. Log on now to wordfm.com slash shopping. And I'll see you at the club. Thank you. Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world. Think it would be worth it? Hi, it's Mike Gallagher inviting you to join me for a 10-day Stand with Israel tour through the land of Israel in December of 2019. Come with me to get first-hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future. We'll learn about the geopolitical, economic, and spiritual dynamics of one of the most fascinating places on earth. And you'll share experiences that will change how you view the world. Walk the ancient temple steps. Touch the Western Wall, sail on the Sea of Galilee, pray on the Mount of Beatitudes. The list goes on. Return home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your chance. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of purpose. The 10-Day Stand with Israel Tour, December 2019. Get more details about the trip or sign up now to join other Word FM listeners on the Stand with Israel Tour by going to wordfm.com slash Israel. Senator Martha McSally, the first female fighter pilot to fly in combat, just disclosed today during an emotional Senate hearing that she was, quote, preyed upon and then raped in the Air Force by a superior officer. Wow. The Arizona Republican, who served 26 years in the Air Force, made the disclosure during a Senate hearing on sexual assault allegations in the military. She said she didn't report the assault because she didn't trust the system and was ashamed and confused. This is an article in Fox News by Greg Ree. Uh, she said, quote, my drive to fight against sexual assault in the ranks is not from the outside looking in, and it is deeply personal. Um, she went on to say uh, that she had an experience with sexual abuse, and she said that she was hoping, quote, to use her voice and unique experience to work on this mission to stop military sexual assault for good. She did not name the officer who raped her, but said that she shares in the disgust of the failures of the military system and many commanders to address sexual violence. She said that's why the public must demand that higher ranking officials be part of the solution. Here's her quote, quote, I stayed silent for many years, but later in my career, as the military grappled with the scandals and their wholly inadequate responses, I felt the need to let some people know I, too, was a survivor, she said, choking up as she detailed what had happened to her. Quote, I was horrified at how my attempt to share generally my experiences was handled. I almost separated from the Air Force at 18 years of service over my despair. Like many victims, I felt like the system was raping me all over again. But McSally said I didn't quit. I decided to stay and continue to serve and fight and lead, to be a voice from within the ranks for women and then in the House and now the Senate. Good for her. Senator Martha McSally, first female fighter pilot to fly in combat. Holy smokes. Man, that is, Speaking up. That is a brave woman. That sure is. And it's about time. It is. Right? I mean, to, to put yourself in that position and to be so bold and so bright to go into that position, to yeah. be that fighter pilot, and then to be preyed upon like that, times are changing, aren't they? Yeah. It's really good. Hey, but some good news. Uh, last night, I think perhaps one of the finest Pens victories of the entire year. Uh, Mike, do you have some audio for us? Gates of Matheson. It was turned over. Crosby to center ice. After it is Jake Gensel. Battles to get possession toward the back end. He scores! Unbelievable! Oh, what? Very nice. 
a pass from Crosby. It was like this little blip. It was like, and it just went up maybe, what, four feet in the air, three feet in the air, just went in the perfect place for Gensel. I mean, it was so – if you haven't seen this, if you didn't see last night's game, gift yourself and yes. pull it up online. Yeah. Mike, am I making it up? Am I exaggerating? No, absolutely not. It was a fabulous pass by Crosby. He just dished it in the uh, in the neutral zone. I wonder what that's it. like. Oh, my I mean, gosh. do they do that in, in, in practice? That's a good question. They just, you know, let's try this. Let's work this. Here, I'm going to bloop this. this now. Let's see yeah. if it'll work. Yeah, sure not. Because it's such a deft touch. Oh, it is. In a game that has, you know, brutal speed and crushing right. blows, there's something that's just a real gentle little push. Yeah. Hockey, he, hockey is a game of instinct. So mm. it that was very, probably in, in, instinctive, instinctive for him to do that. Instinctive for him to do that. That's yeah. it. Yeah. So that's I, his I hyper told, instincts. Yeah. I told you before we went on the air, Mike, that I was convinced as the minutes were waning in regulation that Murray was going to let in some awful goal and I, I was going to be, you know, in way. despair myself, right? Yeah. When it finally went into overtime, I thought, okay, I'm going to be in despair again. And then it was just such a tremendous, terrific surprise to see that. Yeah. So congratulations, oh, Jake man. Gensel, yes, Sid, yes, yes. and all the pens. Big yeah. game tomorrow night. Who's, who's the game against? Columbus. All right. I mean, you know, the Pens can still turn this thing around, right? Oh, they're only like no, come on. four come on. points away from yeah. the Well, look, you point. know, those two overtime losses, and you know, that was painful, no, was it not? Everything's looking up now. Okay. Definitely. Let's go, Pens. The Ride Home with John and Kathy, a production of Word FM and Salem Communications. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.